Well, hey, thank you so much for being here this morning. I feel like it's been such a long time since I've been up here to give a message. And if you've never met me, my name is Joe, and I get to lead our student ministries here at our Norwalk campus. It's so good to be with you. And I've no, I think I have a pattern that whenever I get to give a message, it's always about something that I'm learning about myself. And so if there's any message I shouldn't give, it's probably this one because it's called Do Not Worry. But uh, you may not know this, I actually have a third degree black belt in worrying. It is uh, a spiritual gift of mine. If worrying were an Olympic sport, I would be Michael Phelps. Like I am that good at worrying. I've always been a worrier ever since I was a little kid. And then I would say lately, like as an adult, my worrying sort of manifests itself in hypochondria where like I always feel like if, if like something is seriously wrong with me, like I'll wake up and my elbow feels funny and like I just go to worst case scenario, like I wonder what my kids are going to say at my funeral. It's that bad where I automatically think like the worst thing is going to be hap- is going to happen to me, and this can be paralyzing, right? It can it can ruin my day, it can ruin my week, it can just it can be paralyzing. And I always have this phrase running through my head: What if? You know, what if this is something serious? What if something is is wrong? And in her book, Get Out of Your Head, Jenny Allen says that there are two words that in, that um, ensnare us in the trap of fear and worry, and it's those words: What if? Right. For me, it's what if I have something serious? What if, what if this is the time? And for my wife, it's, it's always about our kids. You know, what, what if something happens to them, which keeps us from doing anything cool, right? You're like, no, you can't jump on the trampoline in a storm. Like, what if, you know? So she's always protecting my kids. She wants, you know, them to wear a helmet when they're playing with Play-Doh, just, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then in ministry... What if can keep us from following God's call on our lives? There's been numerous times where um, we've had students who have expressed desire to do something uh, for God. Uh, I get to lead our short-term mission to Mexico each summer, and I've had multiple times where I've had a student feel a clear calling on their life from God to go and be a part of this, of this ministry, of this mission, and that was, the brakes were put on by their parents, what if? You know, what if something happens? What if it's dangerous? You know, there's an illusion that that Mexico is dangerous, and the the only part that's dangerous that I've ever experienced, if you've ever been there, is the driving, okay? The roads are what's dangerous. But, But let me tell you this, parents, if your kids, if your student ever wants to to take a step of faith and go and do something in the name of God where you have a what if, please don't let your what ifs keep them from doing what God could do through their lives through an experience like that. I plead with you, um, if a student wants to do that, let, let, them, let them do that. Um, in, in life, what if can keep us from living out the purpose that God created us for? And I'm going to get back to that in a few minutes, but, but there's so many things that it might look for with you. You know, what if, what if something happens to my kids? What if I, I get let go from my job? What if I contract COVID-19? What if I get close to a friend and they let me down again? What if things never go back to normal again? And uh, Robert Leahy explains the, the what if and the, why these what if statements are, di- are excuse me, dangerous. He says, 97% of what you worry over is not much more than, fear, than a fearful mind punishing you with exaggerations and misperceptions. So in other words, most of our worries and fears don't actually come true. I don't know if you're like me, you know anybody who just refuses to fly because of the potential of a plane crash, which is 
in the reality, it is far more dangerous to drive a car than it ever would be to fly in an airplane. Um, but those fears, those exaggerations keep them from, from doing that. And, but because we've conditioned ourselves to fear the unknown, we believe that what we fear is going to come true. And if we don't get out of this downward spiral of what if, we'll find ourselves standing on the sidelines watching other people live. We find ourselves standing on the sidelines of life watching other people live and follow God. Because Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of those thieves can be fear and worry. It can be what if, right? And, and, but Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And I don't know about you, but, but I want to have abundant life. I want to have the abundant life that Jesus offers. And I don't want the thief of what if to keep me from having that. And so to have that, you have to let go of what if. Because we are created to, to live freely and to live without reservation. And so therefore, we need, to, we need to replace what if with two different words that are gonna change the trajectory of how we live our lives. So instead of saying what if, what if we started to say because God? You know, Jesus does this very thing in his infamous Sermon on the Mount. He's speaking to a group of people who had many reasons to worry, who could have easily asked the question constantly, what if? And his sole purpose was to show them and to show us that no matter what happens to us, good or bad, because God loves us and is with us and is for us, we don't have to worry or fear again. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25. He says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? So Jesus tells the disciples in the crowd not to worry about what they would eat or what they would drink or what they would wear. And for us, these probably aren't common worries that we have. You know, at any moment, you know, I'm really never more than like 30 seconds away from food, right? Um, we have donuts in the back, Charles graciously brought for us. So you know where I was between the services, right? I can go to my refrigerator. I can go to my snack cupboard. I can pick up my phone. I can hit a few buttons and a pizza will come to my house. I don't even have to talk to anybody. Like, that's not a problem that a lot of us deal with. But however, most of Jesus' hearers in this would have struggled knowing how to make ends meet, finding it hard to obtain the necessities of life like food and clothing. Some of them could have easily asked every single day, what if I can't feed my family today? Now, you may be here, and that is something that you do worry about, that even though we live in a developed country, there is still need. And I want you to know that God cares about that. And, and he is asking you to trust in him, which is so much more difficult for you to hear and for me to say. But how radical would it be when, when we trust in Jesus for these little things? So when Jesus says not to worry about the things that most of them worried about on a daily basis, that would have been radical for them to hear. And that means that they were left with a choice, and so are we. Do we continue to worry about our our needs? Do they continue to worry about their needs, or do they take Jesus at his word? In other words, it comes down to trust. Who are you going to trust? Are we going to trust ourselves with our limited resources, our limited understanding of life, uh, our limited, picture, our limited um, sight of the big picture, or are we going to trust 
God, the creator God who created everything that, w- that exists by his word, who sustains everything, who holds everything together, who knows everything, who is infinitely wise and loves you more than you could possibly understand, do we trust him or do we trust ourselves? And so the same is true with our daily struggles that consume our minds from the moment that we wake up. Do we trust God or do we trust ourselves? Jesus tells us that, that our, our, our hearts only have room for one of the following, fear of the unknown or faith in a known Savior. It's what if or because God. And the choice that we make is going to determine how we live our lives. And so which one will you choose? And then Jesus goes on further to continue to root out our worry. And this time he uses an illustration from nature. He says this, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? So Jesus tells the crowd, he says, hey, look at the birds. He goes, they're not they're not anxious. They're not, they're not trying to store up food because God takes care of them. They don't worry about their next meal because they're taken care of. And then Jesus turns the attention from the birds to the crowd, and he says, are you not much more valuable than they are? And I could just imagine being in the crowd. They're probably looking around each other and, like, muttering, like, well, yeah, you know, Jesus, this is some kind of a joke. Of course we are. And no offense if you are a bird lover here, um, but, but Jesus is saying that, yes, you are more valuable than the birds. And, and so all this might be an obvious answer, but we forget that we are so valuable to God, don't we? This is the mindset that I get into. It says, I, I think, okay, yeah, God, I know you love me so much that not only did you create me and you gave me life, and, and even though I turned my back on you, you sent your only son to die on the cross for me to save me and forgive me of my sins, but I don't know if you're going to help me make ends meet this month. Right, which is crazy. Why would the God who loves us so much give us his only son and then not be there to help us with the everyday things that we need? We, we, we are sometimes our fears and our worry are tied to the fact that we sometimes think that God doesn't truly care. We may believe in God, but we often ask, does he care about my struggles and my needs? Well, let me try to answer this for us. You know, our father cares so much that he created us. He has given us life. And even though we've taken that life and we've all turned our backs on him, he cares so much that he sent his son Jesus to die in our place to forgive us of our sins so that we can have a close and ongoing relationship with him now and forever, that we can have abundant life, that he cares so much for us that he literally, through his spirit, walks with us in life in both good times and bad times and when we need him the most. He constantly forgives us by his grace and provides for us whether we realize it or not. God cares about you and he cares about me. And when you forget that, I want you to do this. I want you to think about toddlers. Really, here's why. Toddlers are the best humans. They, they wake up happy even though they peed their pants, right? My son, my four-year-old, gets out of bed in the morning like he's jumping off the bench to go into a basketball game. He's ready to rock. He's dancing, running through the house. Um, he says, f- you know, they say funny stuff. They spill their food on the couch. They don't care. They'll tell you your hair looks dumb. You know, they, they live to have fun. They don't worry. They don't ask you if, you, if we have enough. They might, my toddler never asked me if we've got enough money for the mortgage. 
right? He doesn't ask if I'm going to have enough money for groceries this week. He doesn't care about the IRS or heart disease or any of those things. You know why? Because they trust. They trust. My son trusts me. They know that they're loved by their parents and that their parents are going to care for them and provide for them. And so if, if we as fallen humans care so much and provide for our kids, how much more will our heavenly father who is perfect care for us? And so I watch their carefree life and I remember that I can have that same thing when I remember how valuable I am to God. And so finally, Jesus addresses another what if question our fear of tomorrow. And here's what Jesus says later in Matthew 6.34, and I want to read the message paraphrase of this verse by Eugene Peterson. He says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. You know, especially now, there is so much to worry about tomorrow. This year has been difficult for everybody, to say the least. And it can cause us to pull back, to play it safe, to, to try to protect ourselves and try to protect our lives. But that keeps us from having an impact in the kingdom of God. You know, remember earlier I said that, that God has given us life. And I hear people say, this is a common saying, that, hey, it's my life, right? That's a very popular saying. There's a song you know, about it. There's probably many songs about it, but that's dangerous because it's not even a little bit true, right? It's not your life. Raise your hand if you decided to be born. Nobody did, right? And, and not only that, not only is it not true, but it's dangerous because we all have moments when we can't handle this life. Another popular saying, even among Christians, is that God never gives you more than you can handle, which is not true whatsoever. You know, if you've, if you, if you've lived on this planet long at all, there are absolutely things that God allows you to have in your life that are more than you can handle, but they are never more than what he can handle. And it causes us, and it's supposed to drive us to him, not try to figure it out on our own. And so we need God. And also when we see it as our lives, that we get to figure out what we're going to do with this life, we settle for less than the best. The plan that I had for my life was bottom of the barrel compared to the plan and the purpose that God had for my life. God is calling us to a life, to an adventure that leads us to make an impact in this world that is far greater than ourselves. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece as, and, and that we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to do. So before you were ever even thought of by your parents, God said that you were his masterpiece and that he had a plan and a purpose for your life to do good in this world. And that's going to involve things that are apparently, potentially, and even actually dangerous that will cause you to worry and to say, what if? You know, there's plenty of things to worry about and plenty of reasons to avoid risk and to worry. But please remember this statement today. Nobody's ever made a real lasting impact in the kingdom of God by playing it safe. Nobody has ever made a real lasting impact in the kingdom of God by playing it safe. And so what I love about Jesus' words here is that he's honest that there will be hard things that come up in our lives. And it feels like worry is the appropriate response. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. 
and you will have sorrows, but, but take heart for I have overcome the world, that Jesus is greater than this world, that he is in control, that he loves us and that he is with us. And he tells us the only way to keep from worrying is to follow him and to keep our full attention on who he is and what he's doing in our lives. The safest place that you could possibly be is in the will of God. I mean, maybe the reason that so many of us are filled with worry is that we filled our heart with the news that we see on TV and on our phones instead of filling our hearts with the truth of what God has said about this life and who we are. The truth is, is that God has you and he won't let you go. So don't waste the life that the Father has given you by focusing on and being paralyzed by worry. Keep your eyes on Jesus and follow him wherever he leads you. Replace what if with because God. Let me pray. God, help us all, Father, including myself, in this time in our lives, in our world where there's so much uncertainty, there's so much unrest, there's so much dissension. God, where it is so easy to say what if and to pull back and try to preserve our lives and try to protect ourselves and to try to focus on ourselves. God, I pray in that, Lord, that you would push us out as your church, God, as followers of you to be agents of your healing and transforming grace into this broken world, even if there's risk even when we're tempted to say what if, that, that God, because of you, we would be willing to go. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this life that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen.